Good morning and welcome. It's that time once again. The Patriot Radio News Hour rocking and firing on a absolutely drop-dead gorgeous Thursday morning. What a wonderful day. It, uh, it just it's finally, I think, and it's even still, it's probably still a little warm, but it's not really warm. You know, it's nice in the 70s, great golfing weather. I mean, this is the, the time of year we're going to brag about how wonderful life is. Unlike California, we're not on fire here. At least I don't think we are. And uh, another great Thursday morning. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Without a shadow of a doubt, the best website in the gold business today. And no, it's not the best website as far as, you know, Right here, here's a bunch of products. Uh, we do have our shopping cart out there, and, and you'll notice we only carry a select few items. But when it comes to keeping you in the know, nobody does it better. AllAmericanGold.com, uh, all the articles, the videos, and everything you need to know. Obviously, we had the Fed meeting yesterday. And remember, I told you, it's going to be uh, like the Goldilocks story. Is it going to be too hot? Is it going to be too cold? Is it going to be just right? I'll tell you the results. You probably already heard they did raise rates just like we thought they would. Uh, as far as the, it was not unanimous. Uh, there was dissenters uh, amongst the group. Uh, the Federal Reserve updated where they think GDP is going to be and where inflation is going to be, and we'll bring all of that here to you today. We will. We'll talk all about uh, the Federal Reserve and, and what they said, what they didn't say. Uh, California having more <laughs> more than just issues about being on fire, uh, looking to raise taxes. I'm going to tell you how they're going to do it. Connecticut also looking... <laughs> Well, they're looking for money. They can't find any. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I saw that. I did not know. Did Subway is now struggling? Did you guys see this? I didn't. I, I knew that. I think this year was the first year maybe ever they were shutting stores. Uh, but apparently the foot long. Well, once it cost more than $5, I think they lost everybody. Remember the, the $5 foot long song? We all knew the song, and then, then it really wasn't a foot long, right? Maybe that was the first problem, and now it instead of costing $5, it's like $7. I, I don't know. Uh, but apparently they, the more trouble in the restaurant industry, which has been the big jobs engine machine, uh, if I get to it, I'll kind of give you the the ones that uh, at least, the you know, the top 10 or so ones that are in the most trouble. Uh, but before we do that, you know, it's, something is in the air. Maybe it's the Christmas thing. Maybe it's the holiday thing. Uh, my wife, uh, and I think I told you, like last week, her 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 Escalade stopped running in the middle of the Taco Bell drive-through, and had to get the the employees and people from the drive-through to push her out, and, it, and she needed a battery, you know, because it's Arizona. It, it's amazing what the heat does to batteries here. I, I mean. If you have a battery and it actually lasts for two years, that's unheard of. I mean, well, I shouldn't say unheard of. That's You're really pushing your luck. And anything, you know, 
I don't know anyone who says, "Oh yeah, I've had my battery for three for three years or four years." That that never happens. Uh, but last night she says to me, "I'm worried," and I'm like, "Okay." The 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 light came on about the the battery light came on in the car, and I'm like, "Oh, well, maybe it's the alternator," you know. Just thinking outside the box, and I, and she doesn't want to drive the car, and she had to go pick up our our son from basketball, and I'm in my our youngest, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to drive it either, because you know. So she took my car, and this morning I said, listen, I'll take your car, and uh, I'll take it over to the you know the place over here, and I got in, it starts right up, and I drive, and I I got nothing. I mean, it's running like a champ. So I, I even, you know, drove around for a little while this morning to, to see if it would do it. I got nothing. I, I brought it to, to our buddies over at uh, CNR. They tested the battery and the alternator and everything's wonderful. And then this morning, Arlene comes in and she's messing with the chair, you know, that, you know, her, her chair that she sits in. And, and she says to me, I can't get this chair to go down. And I'm watching her as she's holding, you know, the, you know the, the adjustable chairs, and they got that lever, uh, you know, underneath the seat. And she's holding it up and says, I can't get it to go down. And, and I don't, you know, I, I'm not saying anything, and I'm just like, okay. And so after she lets go, I... I uh, hold the lever down and down she goes and and i just walked away and i said you know what i'm not saying anything you know i i talk about how all these really smart people and they don't have any common sense but you know when you want to go down you usually push it down and if you want to go up you push it up i don't know it's just, it's just been that kind of a morning here so you so you can just if the show gets sideways today that's why because I'm, I, I, you know, first, I don't know. There's obviously something. Here's what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen is we're going to be in the car. We're going to think everything's wonderful, and we're going to. It's going to be the worst possible time and place, and it'll just stop. I can guarantee that. And then, as far as Arlene goes, I, you know what? We're, we'll blame it. She's been off for a while. She had surgery done. And and so you know what we we'll give her a freebie on that one. Yes. So if you want to go down, you push down, and if you want to go up, you push up. There you go. So Patriot Radio News Hour eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The the big story of the day wasn't that they raised rates yesterday. The bigger story was what was said about not only the how many people voted for it. But then what was said afterward? The vote was seven to two. And I don't, you know, seven to two, you're like, that's not that close. But in Federal Reserves, that's really, un, that doesn't happen very often. Every once in a while, you'll get the, you know, eight to ones. And then, the, you know, there's this one guy that's always just voting no, 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 no. Uh, but this one was seven to two. The two. Two Fed presidents voted against a rate increase. Charles Evans of Chicago 
and Neil Kashkari of Minneapolis, that's their Federal Reserve area, their Federal Reserve Bank. Uh, the move pushed the rate to one and a quarter to one and a half percent. And what you know, one of the things that was interesting is the ten-year note actually fell. Didn't even go up; it actually went down uh, because of the comments that were made. I think, first of all, the fact that there was two dissenters, uh, and and again, the problem that they continually seem to have is the no inflation thing. Right. This is still just it's baffling to them. And, and, you know, here they are. They're super educated, highly smart individuals. And they, they've done a lot of economic theory and they just can't figure. Now, the one guy that isn't I mean, he's super smart, Neil Kashkari, but he actually has some real world experience. Uh, he was, was one of the dissenters. Uh, the, the move that they that really got the attention was where is gdp going of course i'm going to tell you uh ubs released a report about this new you know the great three percent gdp number uh about how we've gotten there i'm going to share that with you but the federal reserve not only they, they commented on what the gdp is going to be for 2018 and then where they think it's going to be in 2019 and 2020. And we're going to share all of that with you next. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Talking about the Federal Reserve and what they had to say yesterday. Uh, you know, we, we've got the tax cuts coming. Uh, not done yet, but it looks like they're going to be able to get it done. They said that they did raise their 2018 GDP forecast uh, pretty much well below what anybody thought, to 2.5% GDP. But then they said the following years, are going to be right back to 2.1 and 2%. So they said, hey, we'll get a little bit of a bump. And and, and again, the tax cuts really weren't for us, right? They, 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 they gave them more corporate welfare. Uh, Jamie Dimon was out today. I don't know if you caught Jamie Dimon uh, from J.P. Morgan and just said, hey, listen, of course, they're going to buy back their stock. They're not really going to hire anybody, but that's okay, you know. So there you go. Uh, but they they said 2019 will be two per, or 2.1 percent. 2020 will be two percent. They made no mention of why it expected growth to accelerate. Uh, I guess maybe well they didn't. I mean, well, I guess for 2018 they did. I think it was fairly obvious. Though Janet Yellen and others in past speeches have expressed some optimism that more aggressive fiscal policy could help. In other words, government debt. And when they talk about fiscal policy, that's what they're talking about, right? Hey, they're going to spend more money, right? Or we're going to go deeper into debt. They are uh, lawmakers set to approve uh, a tax reform slashing the corporate tax rate. Uh, 
once the tax cuts kick in. Oh, well, never mind. This is somebody else. Some uh, tech person here says, we'll see growth north of 3% easily. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, let me get back through the Federal Reserve. Sorry about that. that they actually changed the article since this morning. Uh, the inflation forecast. Okay, so this was the, the big one. It went from 1.6% to one7 uh, so still well below the Federal Reserve mandate of 2%. And again, remember uh, Stanley Dr- Miller yesterday. The Federal Reserve has stuck on this economic or academic model of 2%. Who the heck decided that was the number, right? They just made it up out of thin air and said, oh, yeah, that sounds good, and they... And they're going to pay dearly for it. And while he really didn't say that, we are. They said that the rate is not expected, the 2% rate not expected to be hit until now at least 2019. Uh, they, they have preserved, uh, they, they continue to say we, we're going to gradually continue to raise rates uh, most people left that meeting thinking three more rate hikes. Yes, that gets them to that 2%. I agree with that. I think that's probably the best-case scenario for rate hikes. Uh, the fact that they stuck with the three-rate hike forecast sends a signal that at this point they're not ready to adopt a potentially more aggressive stance. Remember now, they've already had two dissenting votes. So I I don't know that I agree necessarily with the fact that they've stood with the the three rate hike strategy. But this is what you know people love to read into stuff. There was some shifting of the dot plot. Okay, and for those of you that have forgotten what that is, it's uh, all of the Federal Reserve governors. Okay. They, they they all take, and they take 2018 and 2019 and 2020, and they put a, a dot as to where they think the federal funds rate is going to be. And then they take everybody's vote, and they put it in and put all, you know, uh, at, if everybody was there and seated, there'd be 19 votes or 19 dots. And they revised the dot chart actually down. And again, I guess that really goes hand in hand with the two dissenters. So really, when you look at the details underneath the rate hike, more people are worried. And I'm thinking about, but we just had this 3% GDP two quarters in a row. We got this tax cut that this nobody at the federal. I'll say this: nobody at the Federal Reserve actually has said that that's going to help GDP, but other people have. There was a mildly dovish tilt to 2019, with one more fewer number uh, expecting a third rate hike. There was also a mild, I guess the mild, if we want to use that dovish tilt 
to 2020 as well. Uh, this was also without uh, Stanley Fisher. And for those of you that don't know Stanley Fisher, he's the vice chair. So he's the number two guy. So remember, we lose the number one, the number two, and the number three people at the Federal Reserve. We do know Jerome Powell is going to replace the number one. We don't know who's going to replace numbers two and number three. And in in addition to this statement, they said the jobs market will remain strong. So don't worry about that. We're doing just fine. Listen, there's a lot of, of menial jobs out there, right? There are. You, you can uh, flip burgers. You can uh, serve fast food. You can be a waitress or a waiter. And even that may, may I don't know how much longer that continues, uh, but they're out there. They, they said that the jobs market could strengthen somewhat further. So I don't know. Uh, if that language has really changed or not, but somewhat further, they said that the current stance of monetary policy, so this you know, one and a quarter to one and a half percent, supporting strong labor market conditions, a contrast to the language from the pre- previous meeting indicated some further strengthening. So there you go. That's I don't know how you decipher this stuff. We'll strengthen somewhat further. Where last time they said some further strengthening. Isn't that the same thing? I I don't know. Apparently it's different. The committee indicated uh, they're, uh, they're still saying three. The move was fully priced in, blah, blah, blah. The Chicago Fed's financial condition. So they wanted to talk about this as well. So let me let me tell you what happened yesterday. So we had an inflation report, the CPI, yesterday. The headline number came in pretty hot, four-tenths of a percent, which if you got that every single month, that'd be almost 5% inflation for you and I. Of course, the Federal Reserve doesn't care about that number. And I've told you this a thousand times. They don't care. That number could have been 1%, 2%, zero. They don't care. They like their their price deflator, their CPE, the, in their own little academic thing that they created. That actually missed. It only came in at one-tenth of a percent. So according to the Federal Reserve, there was really only one point. If you did that annualized, that would only be 1.2%, uh, which which has the reason for the two dissenters, uh, Evans and Kashkari, is the fact that, hey, we don't have what we need here. And you have to start trying to figure out why. And, of course, it's been argued by me that, hey, listen, they've manipulated all of this, and we don't even know what the numbers really are anymore. I mean, really, we don't. We don't even know what the right price discovery is. The bond market is completely broken. When's the last time, I mean, and it's actually been happening, because let's face it, this is the one, two, the fifth rate hike, okay, over the last, what, coming up here now, beginning of, what, 20... Five, 26 months, something like that. We've had five rate hikes in, in two two years and a month. 
Five rate hikes, 25 months. The 10-year note at the first rate hike was almost at like 2%. That was back, what, December of 15, 2%. Of course, it had gotten to a low, as we know, of what, almost like one and a half, but that two. Five rate hikes later, the 10-year note is at 2.35. And, and essentially, the 10-year note is like, well, you hike rates once, and we think you may hike it again. That would probably make sense. If it was at two... And it went up to two, three, five because your rate, your your raised rates, right, which should give you twenty five basis points. And you're probably going to do it again, so let's you know go a little higher than that. But we've raised it five times, which is killing price discovery, which is inflating bubbles, as as Drucker Miller said yesterday. And and I really have to wonder because. They have access to so much data. What are they really seeing? What is Kashkari really seeing? What is Evans really seeing? Right? Because when they look at these numbers, they don't dissent. They don't vote no. Unless they're they're, they're Seriously, like there's a problem here because that's just how they are. Ah, we'll all vote. Like we, they want to be uniform. They want to show solidarity and they want to show that yes, we are the Federal Reserve. We are the smartest people in the world, and we know what we're doing. And and, and it's going to show when we vote nine nothing. You know what? I'll tell you what I'll try to do. I don't know if I can find it. I'm going to see if I can find the history of all the Fed votes, because two dissenters does not happen very often. What are they seeing? I mean, are, are we are we going to run into something? I know the debts are bad. We, we talk about it all the time here, about not just the, the, the national debt. I mean, the national, it's up double digits, percentage-wise, double digits. And now it's going to... And now it's really going to go up with these tax cuts. Which, is, and I hate it. I'm like, they've turned me into a liberal. Tax cuts are not a bad thing. What is a bad thing is uncontrolled spending by, by our elected officials. But what are they seeing? Is automation going to wipe out these? Because really, we're, the, the majority of the job growth is in places that you know, there's warehouse worker at Amazon. You know, the, the Uber and Lyft drivers. I mean, the self-driving <laughs> I don't know how close we are, but they have you seen them here in town? They're here. And I don't know. I think it's Google or whoever. Somebody's doing it, and you'll see them, especially if you go down uh, in Tempe. They're out there all the time testing. And then I saw, I did I did see this clip, I don't know if you saw it, where the Amazon has these new robots. And I, I don't, robot's probably the wrong word. It looks like, uh, you know that, it was a, a couple of Christmases ago, they had that, uh, the thing, it had the two wheels and you could stand on it and it would 
take like like a Segway without the stick, you know? And all the kids drive them around so you don't have to walk, right? Because now we're that lazy that we can't even walk to somewhere. It would kind of look like those. I mean, it was a bigger version of those. But they just go in, grab the, the rack, and pull it out, and drive it up to the person who would pick up the item, and then pick up the item, put it in the box, and put it back. Is automation going to continue to destroy the job market because the inflation they're wanting to see has to really do with wages, and they're not seeing it. They're not seeing it so much that they're willing to vote against. And then I really, which really has me worried, then I looked at their GDP numbers. They don't really have it going anywhere. Two and a half percent next year, two point one percent in nineteen, two percent in twenty twenty. And I guess here's the problem that I have. They're always wrong, but they're always wrong on the optimistic side. Patriot Radio News Hour will tell you what gold did when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. December 14th is the anniversary of a great loss for our country. That date marks the death of General George Washington, founding father and first president of the United States. Today gives us another opportunity to remind listeners about the true greatness of the man who was properly called first in war, first in peace, and first in the hearts of his countrymen. The picture of George Washington used to hang in every public school classroom, but somehow those pictures disappeared. Modern writers have tried to downgrade Washington's religious faith. In Washington's time, there was a strict formality in the way they addressed Almighty God. Washington and the struggling Americans asked every day for God's help and believed that Providence would indeed favor their battle for independence from England. Washington's public statements and private letters are full of references that show a deep and profound Christian faith. Here are several examples. In a general order to his troops, dated May 2, 1778, Washington wrote, To the distinguished character of patriot, it should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of Christian. The next year, Washington said in a speech to Delaware leaders, You do well to wish to learn, above all, the religion of Jesus Christ. Washington rigorously observed the Sabbath and attended church services on that day. Numerous associates reported that he regularly reserved time for private prayer. Those who knew Washington best, including the chaplains who served under him during the American Revolution, had no doubt about Washington's strong religious beliefs. The education elite and the media may try to hide or whitewash George Washington's role in our country. So let's take this day to remember the real George Washington and just how much this man's Christian principles guided the early years of our nation. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Whether it's the vision of our founding fathers, the courage of our veterans, the moral compass of Christopher Columbus, or the fortitude of presidents like Lincoln and Reagan, the truth of history should not be undercut by liberal ideology. At Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, we honor history even as we look to the future. Join us at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Welcome back. Pedro Radio News Hour 800 So the three little bears, it wasn't too hot, right? Too hot would have been 9 nothing, right, for a rate hike. GDP forecast raised way up. And, and then the rate hikes would have been, hey, listen, we're, we're, we're in rate hiking mode. The dot plot. Yes, the scientific dot plot uh, would have been raised and not lowered, so we didn't get too hot. Just right probably would have been nine nothing, and the three rate hikes that that they think they're going to get because they love this two two number. Everything's two percent. What do we want inflation to be? Two percent. What do we want the Fed funds rate to be? Two percent. What do we want GDP growth to be? Two percent. Right? What type of milk do you drink? 2%. I don't know. Maybe you don't. Uh, anyway, we didn't get that either. Instead, we... we and now, we didn't get too too cold. Right? Too cold probably would have been right, no rate hike or a rate hike, but we're going to lower GDP. We're lowering... Uh, we're not going to raise rates. We're going to take a break or something like that. We didn't get that either. We got, got in between too cold and just right. We'll call it lukewarm. Uh, we got a lukewarm rate hike, uh, which sent gold and silver uh, higher. Right now, gold's up 820, and it's up 820 from when they New York closed. And, I, and I'm just going to point that out because if you go out to, to our website or you go to Kitco, it says it's down ninety cents, and I'm and it, but it's really up uh, eight about eight bucks twelve hundred and fifty three twelve hundred and fifty four dollars. Uh, silver, same thing. So silver is higher as well uh, at fifteen dollars and eighty seven cents. It's up five cents. Uh, Kitco's got it down eighteen cents. Uh, silver got as high as uh, sixteen and a quarter in the electronic trading. Uh, yesterday, uh, and, and so we had to go back, and we actually did a nice job of going back and trying to fill in the gap there because the chartists hate all that stuff. Uh, I think, again, and I said this, and, and we know this. It, it's not like I'm you know, some super smart guy. We always bottom either the week, somewhere between, between the week before and the week after a Federal Reserve rate hike. Uh, this time around, we, we bottomed before. Now, gold didn't bottom till yesterday. Uh, silver bottomed, what, I think it was last Thursday. Uh, and based on, at least based on the comments and the vote, right, the two dissenters, they, and they dissent because they don't want to rate high kettle. They want to wait at least six months before they do anything. Uh, the, the, in other words, they're, they're, the data that they're looking at, Something's up. Now, UBS released a report yesterday. Well, actually, 
they didn't release it yesterday. I actually saw it last week. I, I kind of wrote it off, but then somebody else went behind them and, and, re- and said, man, they're right. The only, and I, and I don't want to say it's the only, but they, it appears that the only growth in GDP this year, okay, now we've had two quarters. We have, what, three, one, and three. Uh, one something in the first quarter. We'll see what the fourth quarter uh, provides. The fourth quarter, I think, is going to be somewhere in the two, two and a half, something like that. Was crude oil, and namely the price of crude oil. So crude oil is up about twenty to twenty-five dollars a barrel from where it was last year. Last year, crude oil spent a lot of the year in the thirties, and now it's at fifty-seven. And according to the data points. If you took out crude oil, and, and of course you know we're pumping all you know we're pumping right at record levels of crude. That G, the rest of the the rest of all the categories, take it all together, is actually down, which actually, really the data that I look at shows. I'm like, well, but wait a minute, car sales are down this year. Home sales are down this year. Those are facts. Those are the two biggest drivers of, you know, as far as spending goes, right, because they're the the high-ticket items. They're down. And according to the data points, it was the, the, you know, the thankfully we had an increase in crude prices. And, oh, by the way, retail sales came out today. We'll talk about that in a minute. But without the crude oil, there really hasn't been any growth, which, which you know, is c- contrary to everything. Oh, with all this regulation and all that, and we're doing this and that and all the, the fluff, you know, that we get from the billionaire channels, uh, it was crude oil. So now I don't think we're going to see another 20 or $30 a barrel in crude prices next year. I hope not. I mean, well, yes, it's going to get awfully expensive. Uh, but, but is this what Evans and Kashkari are seeing and are like, wait a minute. We not only may we not see an increase, crude prices are probably going to fall a little bit because we're at record high production. And when, and could we all of a sudden see a shift back down? And then you look at what they said GDP was going to do, and they kind of said, yeah, we'll get a little bump from this tax thing, but then after that, boom, GDP's back down. Just something to think about. So this is why gold's reacted positively, silver's reacted positively, uh, on the news because we're we're kind of in the same situation where okay we we just it hasn't happened yet, but we're we're on the verge of a massive tax cut uh, by the way a massive tax cut that is completely unfortunately for me personally unnecessary for a lot of things some of it's good there's some good in there I don't want to make it sound all bad it's not 
but uh, a big giveaway to corporations that don't need it. And even with that, they still voted no. And I think that's very, very telling. And and I always like to heed the words of Stanley Druckenmiller because I think he's the best. And and, and unless he turns out to be Bernie Madoff, which he, the, the one difference between him and Madoff is his returns vary year to year. Matter of fact, this was, I'll say in, uh, in all honesty, in all, 2017 was his worst year ever. Still made money, but it was worst year ever. We're going to talk about California. They've running into a little problem, and we're not talking about the fires and how they plan to pay for it when we get back. Patriot Radio News Hour, California. You know, it's it, just like anything else, right? The you always got to keep your eyes open for what is happening globally when it comes to central banks because they like to try stuff in certain places first and then gradually bring it everywhere else. California is one of the states, see, they're ahead of everybody else. And what I mean by ahead, that's not a good thing in this case, right? A lot of times you say, hey, I'm winning, I'm ahead. California is going broke quicker. They are now moving closer to charging drivers for every mile they drive. The state says it needs money for road repairs, and the gas tax just isn't bringing in enough revenue. Of course, California already, I think they pay the highest gas, outside of probably like Hawaii or Alaska, in the, at least the lower 48. If they're not the highest, one of the highest for gas in the country because their taxes are already so high. The state recently road-tested a mileage monitoring plan. Get ready. Well, let's face it, all these cars, they're all smart cars now, right? And and they're they're just going to, you know, this will go everywhere. Kind of like marijuana, right? Uh, as soon as you're broken up, the state's legalized. And, and, and I know... At least here in the West, it's almost what state isn't it legal in as it continues to spread. The California Road Charge Pilot Program is billed as a way for the state to move from its long-standing pump tax to a system where drivers pay based on their mileage. And right, oh, getting ready for what? Right. The cars that, you know, whether they're electric cars or the bad, you know, cars that don't need gas, don't worry. They're going to figure out a way to separate us from our money. State Senator Scott Wiener said others and others are saying that when it comes to road taxes, it's, start, it's time to start looking at charging you by the mile than rather the gallon. If you own an older vehicle that is fueled by gas, you're paying gas tax to maintain roads. Someone with an electric vehicle or a dramatically more fuel-efficient vehicle is paying less than you are. And that's just not fair. (laughs) Sounds great. And it's true. That would be true, yes. But let's face it. The reality is they don't have any money. 
people are going to start using less and less gas in the long run, and that less gas means less tax, and that means less money for road repair, we need to make sure that we're ready. One idea would be installing devices that would clock your mileage every time you pull up to a pump or an electric car charging station or put a tracker on every car. The reality is if you have a smartphone, your data of where you are traveling is already in existence, he said. See, don't worry. Big Brother's not watching. They're watching. <laughs> I, who was it? 1985, was that the book where they talked about Big Brother? And, and here it is. It's already here. Right? You think about everything they do and, and all the things they're going for. You know, the only thing they really don't know is when you pay cash for something. That's the only time. I mean, otherwise they know. Or if you're bartering. Right, you go to the store and you use your little card. You use one of the store cards, right? You know, because nowadays you can't even go to the supermarket. It's so annoying. Well, you can't get this cheaper price. It's not an ad item, but but it's this cheaper price if you don't have your Safeway card or your Pride card. Another way for them to track you. The reality is that none of this is sitting well with drivers. Uh, but nonetheless... Here's, how, here's what they're going to be doing. They didn't announce how much a mile they were going to charge. It's going to be more than what the gasoline tax is, because obviously that's not working. Uh, but, but nonetheless, uh, California already getting, for re- uh, getting ready with legislation of just how to do it. And I'm sure I'm sure it won't be an invasion of privacy, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but you know, it's, anything that that happens for revenue purposes for these states is now going to get very, very creative. And I'm talking about the tax plan because they're at least and it's not done. So we're, we're gonna let's just say if the the salt tax deduction goes away. And that's your state and local taxes. Up until now, you could write those off. They're going to increase uh, some standard deductions to offset that. Long story short, states that have high taxes, the tax cuts aren't going to, to, uh, aren't going to be as favorable, right? Then they talk about, hey, some states are so high that you may have a tax increase. If they go away, which it looks like, I haven't seen anything that says they're not, but that looks like a given. The state's ability now to raise the state and local taxes is very much, it's very less appealing now. Because in the past, yeah, we raised the, the, your taxes, but you get to write that off on your federal taxes, so therefore, it's not that bad. Well, now that they can't use that argument, they're going to get creative. Right? And this is just the start, right? We're just going to tap into your phone... <laughs> find out everything we need to find out and tax you accordingly. Patriot Radio News Hour. 
final segment coming up. Final segment on a Thursday. Uh, just a quick uh, note. The dime rolls are here, so they, they showed up uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, today we're, we're going to be shipping today and tomorrow. Uh, so if you're waiting for, for dimes or MS-6210 libs that we ran, uh, what a Silver Eagles, all of those things are all going to be going out today and tomorrow. Uh, so so be ready for those. Uh, you pick up people, we'll be calling you. So we'll call you uh, and schedule those appointments. If you want to order today, 800 951 uh, I, I still have some $5 liberties. We ran them uh, on special a few days ago. Uh, I've got about 25 of them. Uh, 350 bucks today. So I'm going to uh, really try to help you out here. U.S. $5 liberties. These are the old ones, 1866 to 1907. You know, the quarter ounce, fractionable, fraction, fractionable material. It's always been a tough word for me. I don't know. My, my tongue doesn't work that way. Uh, just a great opportunity. And, again, make sure. So you've got what? couple weeks left here and you know we're going to be off a few days and a few, uh, before and after christmas so you, you do really don't have a lot of, don't let december go by without adding to your portfolio whether it's gold or silver uh today another great way to do it u.s five dollar liberty gold pieces 350 bucks at 800-951-0592 uh, and it's just so easy if you've never done it don't be don't be afraid. We're not like everywhere else. It's so easy. Uh, all you need to do is call up today. Our, and Arlene's, uh, of, you know, between me, Wendy, Arlene, and Sarah. Sarah and Arlene are by far the nicest. <laughs> so Arlene's here today. She's going to be super nice to you. You just tell us, Arlene, I just want that special that Joe was talking about. How many would you like? And you just tell her, and, we'll, you know, we we got to get a little bit of information. You pay for it. We ship it registered, insured, U.S. mail. And no, the postman will not just leave it at your door. You will have to sign for it. If you're not home, uh, when the postman delivers, don't worry. They leave you a slip, and then you go down to the post office and you pick it up there. If you want us to call you when your product's been shipped so you know what's on the way, let us know. And we'll take your phone number and call you. Otherwise, listen, we don't call you. I mean, we'll take your phone number, but we're not going to use it unless you tell us to call you. Uh, otherwise, it just doesn't happen. Uh, we, we, you know, your privacy is is our utmost concern. We don't bother you, but we'd love it if you bothered us and called us at 800-951-0592. We'll talk. We did have retail sales. I didn't get to that. We'll talk about that. And tomorrow, I will give you at least the, the top five or ten uh, restaurants that are going to be closing stores next year. So they're getting a jump start on where the store closings are going to be. And I'll see if I can find out uh, about those dissenting votes. Because like I said, I've, I've seen, you know, eight to ones. Haven't seen very many where there's been two dissenters. I, and I, you know what? I'm actually curious to see if there's ever been like six to three or five to four. I, not that I'm aware of, uh, but I'll see if I can find that out and I'll tell you about it tomorrow. Everyone, take care. Hey, listen, it's a great day. Have a, get outside, do something, have some fun. Patriot Radio 
News Hour. We'll be back on the last show of the week tomorrow. We'll be right back.